0: Is religion a cult? There's three main reasons given for this. One is that there's one leader who is given undue reverence, undue obedience. A second reason is that people, once they're in, they're trapped inside. They can't leave. If they try to leave, then they're ostracized. Then there's penalties for it. And the third reason is that there's behavior conformity. That people are guilted. People are made to feel shame into conforming to a certain type of behavior. Now, how does this apply to Islam and particularly jamaat Ahmadiyya? We'll go over all three of these points one by one. First, with the point of undue reverence. Now, this is a point that's raised by some atheists and it's raised in bad faith. The conversation is meaningless because the real question is that, is that leader sent by God Almighty or not? If you don't even believe that God Almighty exists, then that's the point of disagreement. For example, I disagree with the Catholic, with Christians as to whether the Pope is raised by God or not. So of course, I think that they give undue reverence and obedience to the Pope, because I don't believe he's from God. But since I have basic sense, I can understand why they would hold that Pope in so much reverence. Because if they genuinely believe he's from God, then naturally they would obey him. Naturally they would hold him in the highest respect. Why wouldn't they? How couldn't they? So I can understand that while still disagreeing with them. And if I want to debate with them, then I would argue on whether God has raised that person or not. I wouldn't go into the etiquettes of what kind of respect they should give to the Pope or not. That's between them and the Pope. That's based on a consistent belief that they have. So if an atheist thinks that undue reverence is given to a prophet of God or to a khalifa, then the real point of discussion is, does that God even exist? Because even an atheist can agree and can understand that if God actually existed, if I actually believe that there is a supreme being, and then I believe that that supreme being sent somebody and raised him for the guidance of the world, that of course I would have to follow him in everything that he said. He's been raised by the supreme being of the universe. Of course I would hold him in the highest reverence. How can I not? It would be inconsistent if I didn't. So a person who enters the conversation in good faith on consistency, It's the conversation has to be on whether God even exists and whether God has raised this person. Because if God has raised that person, then of course he has to be held in the highest reverence. So an atheist naturally would believe that a religious leader, a prophet of God or a khalifa, is given undue reverence, is given undue obedience. It's an inevitable thing. He believes that person to be false, God forbid. And so he has to believe that it's undue reverence that given. There's no other position that he has. So while rejecting the existence of God, to then try and enter into a conversation with a believer on what the correct etiquettes are of a relationship between a prophet and a follower that's a useless conversation. So this objection is based on a conversation that starts in bad faith, and the correct conversation is that does God exist, or does He not exist, and has God sent this person? A second main reason for people thinking that religion is a cult is that once you're in, you're trapped in. You can't leave. If you try to leave, then you're going to be ostracized, all your social connections are going to be cut off. You're going to be penalized for leaving. You don't have that freedom. Well, when it comes to Islam, a basic principle has been taught, which is la اِقْرَهَ fi There's no compulsion in religion. Nobody can be forced to stay in a religion. In the same way that a person can leave their previous religion and become a Muslim, a person can leave Islam and join another religion or no religion if they want to. That full freedom is there as a fundamental human right. And in the Ahmadiyya Muslim community also, of course, following the teachings of Islam, that is the principle. The head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community himself has said that if somebody leaves the community, then you can continue to have a relationship with them in the way that you have with anybody else who's not a member of the community. There's no ostracization. A person who just disagrees and chooses that they want to respectfully leave the community, then there's no problem whatsoever. Everybody has that freedom. Now, there's a few people who say that since the community announces to its membership that someone has left, so now they feel shamed. Now they feel like they're being guilted into staying and they don't want to leave because that announcement is somehow going to shame them. But the question I have for them is why do you feel shame so easily? What's wrong with you? Why don't you feel proud that you're making a decision that you think is right? If I, for example, was a Christian and then I realized that no, this isn't right, Islam is true, then I would understand if the church that I was a part of told its members that this person is no longer a member of our community. Because a religious community is intertwined in social ways. And they come together for social reasons also, based on agreeing on basic religious principles. So naturally when I leave the community, they would want their members to know that this person is no longer a member of their community. They're not ostracizing me or anything. So I would feel proud in that decision. So in the same way when someone leaves the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, the members of the community are informed. There's no penal aspect to it. It's not punitive. It's not meant to shame. There's nothing in there about it. It's just information for people. So if you feel so easily ashamed, then the question you have to ask yourself is that, why do you so easily capitulate to shame? How are you gonna make any decision in your adult life? If you wanna get married to somebody and then you see your parents or some cultural reason, somebody starts guilting you or shaming you, are you gonna capitulate? You won't be able to navigate anywhere in the adult world when it comes to any of the major decisions in life. So this type of a complaint is childish, that I'm gonna be shamed just because people are told that I'm not a member of this community. That brittle spirit will not be able to survive in the real world. So when it comes to the freedom to leave the community, Islam and the Ahmadiyya Muslim community give everybody that freedom. La raha fi is a principle of the Holy Qur'an. There is no compulsion in religion whatsoever. And when it comes to the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, the Khalifa himself has said that of course, In following this principle, everybody is free to leave. And if a member of your family leaves, then you have a relationship with them like you would have with anybody who's not a member of their community. There is no ostracization. A third main reason people give for religion being a cult is guilt, social pressure, shame being used to bring behavior into conformity, according to the ideals of the community and according to what the community believes to be good and correct behavior. Now, people who raise this question, I wonder if they've looked around at their own society and how it affects their life. Because you look at the most atheistic, liberal parts of society, and what is used to regulate behavior? It's cancel culture. You know exactly what you can and can't say. You know that if you even say one wrong word, then you're going to get shamed. You're going to get ostracized from political and social circles. So it's whatever the morality is. Whatever the fashion is of this decade on what right and wrong is, whatever political correctness is, that's what you have to conform to. And the opinions that you hold are not just things that you came up with completely on your own. You're a product of the society you were raised in, and a society which shames people and cancels people for taking even one step out of line. So this is the reason why you don't take one step out of line, you walk on that line perfectly, because you know exactly what you can and can't do, and you know the exact consequences that'll happen when you step out of line. So social pressure is something that exists in every society. It can have negative applications, it can have positive. But it's the laws of every society that regulate behavior, and then social pressure that regulates all the details that come afterwards. The question is that are we using it positively or are we using it negatively? Now when it comes to Islam and Jamaat Ahmadiyya, Islam has taught the use of social pressure, but only in a way that is positive, and also only in a way that brings about positive change. This applies with Jamaat Ahmadiyya as well. The the, the second head of the Ahmadiyya Muslim community says that it's only natural. That if somebody comes to us and he accepts that the Khalifa is the head of the community, and I give allegiance to him as being my spiritual guide and being a better Muslim, then the Khalifa has a right and the community has a right to apply any type of lawful pressure to bring them up to the mark. Because if they fail to do so, then while claiming to be a member of the community, they bring the community into disrepute. So the Khalifa said that if a person does not like the use of that pressure, then they can either bring about that positive change by which that pressure is no longer needed, or they're free to leave. That inalienable human right is always there by which they're free to leave that community, leave that religion if they want to. So there's no reason why anybody would find this objectionable. So when it comes to Jama'at Ahmadiyya and when it comes to the use of social pressure, that social pressure is used in the same way that it's used in every society, in every culture, in every community. But Islam regulates that it only be used in a way that's positive, that does not deprive anybody of their rights, that does not trap anybody, where a person always has a freedom to leave, and that social pressure is there to be used for positive change.